0: oh we're recording we are on and we're off we're off to the races so i have a a suggestion okay looking at the menu before you got here and one of these sandwiches that appears in photograph uh, on the menu appeals to me this riviera sandwich Uh uh-huh basically like a club sandwich sliced turkey bacon avocado and tomatoes grilled Hmm. on sourdough bread I assume that means the bread is grilled Hmm. Maybe the tomatoes are grilled uh, served hmm. with french fries How does that sound? Yeah, let's do it it's Sort of like a club, less bread Sure Avocado
1: Let's do it I'm all about trying new things in life Great Expanding my horizons
0: The Riviera sandwich Two straws <laughs> How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good Good, doing good <laughs> I'm fine, everything's good What's wrong? Nothing's wrong I'm fine I don't know why (laughs) I'm good everything's fine actually everything is good yeah
0: (laughs) what were you thinking about as you were saying that
1: well we just had a long pre-show discussion about frustrations and like it was all good stuff but then at the end of that conversation you were like what are we going to talk about in the astro and I was like well I don't want to talk about anything as I just said that I was frustrated about (laughs) Uh, which is usually, like, where the meat of any good story is, you know? Like, the the thing you're struggling with. The tension. Right.
0: The conflict.
1: But I don't really want to talk about it um, the publicly yet.
0: Yeah. Well, then why so, are we recording this?
1: Well, we have important decisions to make, like, what kind of sandwich we're going to get.
0: That was too easy of a decision. There was no tension in that decision. <laughs> right. I didn't even finish describing <laughs> it. You are like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Um... Yeah, I just didn't want to be bothered with having to make... Well, the the decision that I was struggling with in my mind prior to that point was, like, the only two good things here, really, that I, like, enjoy eating... Actually, three things. The chicken fried steak, the patty melt, and the pie, and the pancakes are all, like, really unhealthy things, and I feel like I should try to eat healthier. Why? Oh, I don't know. I just lately have been eating a lot of meat and things that were not particularly good for me, and I was like, oh, I should... Uh, But, like, this is a hard place to be healthy at, you know, Useful (laughs) tension. Yeah.
0: I've been eating a lot of meat, too. I've—I made ribs twice in the past week.
1: Whoa. Why?
0: Well, there was—I was a part of an Easter gathering, and so Mm. I brought ribs. But I had kind of done a trial run of those ribs, a couple nights before. I had just, like, gotten a rack of ribs, like, on a whim, and— I heard about those ribs on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you heard about those ribs on Instagram. But good. Did like a wet, sticky rib. Mm.
1: That's they s- looked good.
0: So I'd made salsa verde for something else, and then I was like, how do I zhuzh this up? And yeah. I just soy sauce, fish sauce, sugar. Huh. Fish
1: sauce, soy sauce and salsa verde.
0: Yeah. Like a tomatillo you know, like a tomatillo. That's salsa. a
1: bold it's a bold Oh, and move. some
0: ginger was added as well. And That's
1: some fusion right there <laughs> I believe they call that fusion in the culinary world I just call it Was getting it high and making food
0: <laughs> but yeah so I ate a lot of pork ribs in the last week let's uh Steak.
1: mix it up with the Riviera
0: Oh yeah, let's mix it up with the Riviera. Let's do it. Some slice cuz they do that. We know that the turkey here, we always like the turkey because turkey's it's good. The real, it's not they deli the lunch meat or whatever. Yeah, it's not. It's not cold cuts with They like do a few things right nitrates here. Nitrates in it. They have probably some nitrates. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, leave that to Michael Pollan. <laughs> when he comes on the show. Which, When's he
1: coming on? His people said he would come on, right?
0: Open invite. Yeah. <laughs> Open oh, invite.
1: Well, we know he's listening, so you're. Uh, we're waiting for
0: you in the back the... booth. <laughs> Just show up,
1: sit down, and wait for us to get he's here. He's
0: a really nice guy.
1: What's new with you, Richard? How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm. Um, you know, uh, I love this time of year. I love. How Hi, you? Richard. Hello. How are you, Patty? Yourself,
2: guys. Good. How are you doing? Good
0: you want to come on the show today? I don't
2: know. Well,
0: what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Well, just what's going on with you? Let's, let's, let's talk to Patty. I need to, I need to take an order, but just okay. a little bit. Okay. What are we talking about? we talk Ooh. about the Avengers.
1: You got an adventure?
0: Uh, adventures. Yeah. Yeah. adventure. And the, the movie. Oh, the, the Avengers, yeah. yeah.
1: Do you know they're doing a marathon? They're going to show all the Avengers movies oh, really? in the theater? That's good, that's yeah.
2: good. I mean, I like those kind of movies. You like the Avengers? I love movies. Going to the movies, I love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
0: What did you think of the Avengers?
2: Um, there going to be uh, that's tonight's movie, I mean, everybody's waiting is for it. Is that today? Uh-huh. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Are
1: you going to go on opening day?
2: Yes. I love being in line, waiting for, to be. In, I like to be in line and waiting for the first day of the movie. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm.
0: What's your theater? Uh, Ashlight. I, I live by there, yeah. so it's in the Dome or The Grove. One of those two is my first. Mm-hmm. I got to go, okay? All right. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. That was Patty. Yeah. I don't know if we've had her on the show before.
1: Yeah, she's been on the show.
0: Really? Yes. We mic'd her up before. Yes. I've mic'd her up before. Yeah. So you were gonna? I was gonna do it because I don't have a stand today. I know, and I just got right in there. You really like? Well, I prefer. I think that you're the superior, you know, interviewer.
1: (laughs) I do. I just, I just rolled my eyes at you for the with the listeners at home.
0: But that was the whole premise of this show, was I was like, it's great, I'm going to do a podcast with David, and then I can sort of see how he works, and I'll steal all of his tricks. And then I was like, you guys got no tricks. (laughs) I I have
1: no tricks. It's just like stand around looking dumb until someone talks. (laughs) and then uh, Yeah, that's my my trick.
0: I'm the one who mics everybody up. Yeah. But that's usually because I think that... You know how to
1: use your recorder. (laughs) I know how
0: to use... Yeah, exactly. It takes me no time. It's true. But... But that's been instructive on its on its own, you know. Yeah,
1: there's no there's no tricks. You just show up and do the work.
0: One channel of audio. <laughs> one channel. <laughs> Don't try to
1: do more than one channel because you'll fuck it up. It's funny because I've been teaching these podcasting classes, and it's like a lot of people just want to do like a chat show. You
0: and know what I like, mean? Interesting. And I, you're like, I, and they're, I, they're like, yeah, but so how do I consultant? Well, they're like, how do
1: I do like if I want to just do interview someone like you know like. With two mics, I'm like, don't do two mics. Like, do one mic and hold it and move it back and forth.
0: Is that I, what you say?
1: Yeah, I'm like, because when you get with two mics, it's complicated and, like, which is not good advice <laughs> because I'm all who wants to do a problem. chat show. Yeah, and so I'm just like, I don't know. That's not how I would do it. <laughs> like,
0: what, so you do have people who want to do chat shows?
1: Yeah, I'd say like, to? half the people that come to this workshop, like, Trans- this is not a transom workshop. Transom this is workshop? a different workshop I teach. Oh, okay that's a night thing. It's like Oh a, yeah,
0: I've been seeing that and I always like retweet it because yeah, and, it's like um, learn podcasting from but it's the a welcome to LA host.
1: Yeah, but like I feel like I I'm not doing a great job of teaching those kinds of shows. My my, my thinking is like look, I'm going to teach you how to do like way more complicated stuff than that and like you can still do that, but like here's more knowledge. Than but you that's need. all
0: But some I think a of lot of people, people want to do. Yeah,
1: there's, like I just want to like So they have, like no
0: production experience whatsoever no. yeah and they just kind of want to know like hey they're like i want to micro- get- not even that
1: they're like i want to plug two microphones into my laptop and sit down and talk to people yeah and
0: it's like well i mean i guess that's something you can teach but it's also yeah. like, there are well, unlimited resources on the internet about that that are completely also clear. i've never done
1: that before i literally don't know how to hook up two microphones to a computer <laughs> yeah i mean not without an interface
0: and I have yeah, a mix. Like you got to get an inbox. And yeah, it, it literally. I You have to like, get a top-of-the-line Marantz, <laughs> but then you only do one thing with that, which is just, just the one channel. Never ch- go into the menu. Do not open the menu.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not the most organized.
0: You're like Unfortunately, <laughs> you have you <laughs> have to get the nicest Marantz out there uh, in order to set this up. And, yeah, just one microphone, one arm one mic stand
1: but uh, seriously I'm a really good teacher and the truth take my workshop
0: I think that I mean you seem to there, there's a talented producer out there who took your I think it was the transom workshop um, Paula or how do you say her name Paula 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 yeah. Mardo yeah she, uh,
1: she's killing it shout out to Long Distance
0: Long Distance Radio go listen to the Long Distance
1: show. podcast it's great
0: yeah Filipino diaspora podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think she's really talented, and I think she didn't know anything about nothing when she showed up at, to learn from Diburg. Well, uh, at t- let's be clear about it. 30. She came to
1: learn from Rob Rosenthal. He's the teacher of that workshop. Right, you're the uh, I'm just like professor on the periphery. Yeah, yeah,
0: provost of the transom podcast workshop or what is the name of the workshop
1: transom traveling workshop
0: it's great it's a great name
1: which yeah. I'm heartbroken about for the first time in I think six years I have to miss the one on Catalina Island this year mm, which really? I founded I actually founded that workshop That was like my idea
0: to take this workshop and do it on Catalina and make it like, yeah before that there were no traveling workshops
1: I mean they had been sort of transom the organization had sort of been like they'd also what do you call it when two geniuses have the same idea at the same time
0: normal I don't know what but separately
1: independently. great minds other? think alike yeah
0: there's um, not a word for that is there I, I don't know
1: i just you're right
0: so you were stupid the, wine you were the one genius and who was the other genius
1: well transom the organization they were like what if we did like smaller versions of our workshop
0: on the, around in, in right. like, that's what I
1: was thinking well I wrote to them and I was like hey what, would you guys ever want to come out to Kylene Island and teach a workshop out here
0: so it's just two emails passing in the night yeah and they are
1: like we've been thinking about that and I'm like great let's do it and then we did it and then I've been teaching it ever since but this year I have to miss it because because uh, this crazy thing is happening to me I'm going to be acting in a movie
0: <laughs> it has nothing to do with all the other out of town trips that you've taken in the past nope, six months No nope, okay. nope. unrelated
1: well it's related in the sense that I'm going to be making an episode of Welcome to LA about the fact that I'm going to be in a movie mm. so I'm going to be like reporting and acting at the same time interesting they can green screen, edit out the mic I'll be holding in all the
0: scenes. Right? Sure, it's, that's how movies work. Yeah, I figured. In fact, every movie star always has a microphone <laughs> and a top-of-the-line Moranthes, and he's always recording <laughs> one channel of audio. They, that's how they get the good audio. Great. He's always micing himself well, up. That's good to Tom know. Cruise, Humphrey Bogart, <laughs> Matt Damon, um, the one who's in A Star is... Ooh, good one. Sophia Loren, Mm -hmm. all the starlets from the old days. Yeah. (laughs) Onward? (laughs) Yeah. Hedy Lamar, Barbara Stanwyck. Whoa. I think that every Barbara Stanwyck movie I've ever seen is just great.
1: I don't know who she is.
0: Really? Yeah. No. Really? (laughs) Sorry. Come on. Really? Have you seen Double Indemnity? No. You gotta see that.
1: Is that a Hitchcock movie?
0: No. Sounds I like a Hitchcock think it's title. Billy really Wilder directed it. Uh-oh. Hmm. I'm gonna now, hear from the cinephiles now, on this now one. Now who's giving
1: shade to someone who doesn't know anything about it's movies? It's just a
0: great noir, a All great right. noir, very LA uh, movie. Fred McMurray, the dude, Edward. Oh man, Edward G. Robinson. Geez, I'm really gonna hear from the cinephiles on this one. Wow, I'm asking for it. This is what I do, though. I get on the show, and I get vulnerable. <laughs> you, you're like, no, nope, closed up, not going to talk about anything, not going to talk about how what, all the conflict the, you and know, the realness is not going to come out.
1: Do you want me to get real? Yeah. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've just been frustrated. What I
0: mean, were your hopes when we started this podcast?
1: Uh... I feel like I've said this before, that it would evolve into something other than us just, like, hanging out at the Astor, which I had come to you, uh, this isn't really, like, about this show, but I do have a proposal, and that is that you and I go on a quest. I accept. Great. And it's like a, I think I want to do a crossover episode, Welcome to L.A., Richard's Famous. Really? Where we go on a quest.
0: Let's do it. David. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, that was Patty <laughs> saying, say Richard? Happened? That was Patty saying, Richard, what's that other guy's name?
1: <laughs> and then she wrote, like, did something in her phone and then put her phone away and then it walked away.
0: I think she wrote down your name. Okay. So now she'll remember. Wait, what do you want to do? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Something food-related. something food related, Yeah. But we need to, but we it's need to step be it up.
0: A, you want it to be a quest story of yeah. some kind. Yeah, Kind of a la Natural Weinberg. It's sort of, but, like, maybe up.
1: city-wide and, like, higher yeah. stakes and, like, yes. bigger. Yeah. That was, like, the tv episode and this is like the feature film
0: we're shaking hands <laughs> we were gonna high five did an awkward high five and then you like change well, your well, mind well i thought it would be more formal if we shook but yeah, we okay all right, all right we, we've already shaken so now we can high five okay i'll mic it up here go again yeah and that's how the deal was made that was the lennon mccartney moment of adventurous podcasting food related los angeles all right so i pitched that 2019 check yeah, it, like the sandwich with you, it's, it was an easy sell. Yeah. There's not much conflict, not much tension in that moment. I want to get to the realness.
1: Well, we need to put tension in the actual quest.
0: Between us? Maybe.
1: I we mean, are, I feel like there's always a good, like, it's never quite real, but, like, that's part of the fun. Di- that was, like, I feel like some of the fun dynamic of the wine thing.
0: Yes. Na- when we the, got the to that Weinberg argument, <laughs> you know. Natural Weinberg is all about our relationship. Yeah. Nothing about natural wine that's what i realized i let the tape speak to me david you, you said so obviously you wanted to learn you from should me be the teacher him. you know what you wanted this podcast to be though
1: what tell me what i wanted
0: i think i would be a great teacher if anyone wants to invite me to teach uh i think that i would do a good job at it i remember that you said during the first episode that uh i, I think i had proposed the question what would the best possible outcome of this show be and you were like Millions of downloads, advertisers, <laughs> All mon- <right>. money, <laughs> fame.
1: I actually don't really care about those things.
0: Well, you wouldn't look a gift advertiser in the I mouth, mean,
1: so, I wouldn't turn down a million dollars, but the idea of like... A million
0: buckaroos, a million clamolitos. The
1: idea of like doing anything to try to get that one seems squillion not fun.
0: clamolitos. What would you do with it if you had it? In had a million account? bucks? Yeah. Just say it. Um, say what you're thinking
1: like paint my house a different color other than the current color which my friend described as burnt puke (laughs) yeah Um,
0: I don't know who said that
1: who said that I don't know if I should who said it out my friend who said it
0: I'm gonna start naming names I could go down the list I know all your friends names
1: (laughs) Okay, okay who do you think it was
0: well, okay. yeah, actually, I don't
1: think you know this person's name, so.
0: So cocky.
1: Well, okay.
0: All right. Why don't I just go through your it's, Facebook? friends I don't friends. think you ever met I, her, so. I'm gonna go through your Facebook friends one at a time. I don't even. <laughs> and we'll get to the bottom of this.
1: All right. Well, while you're doing that, uh, let's talk about something else. My friend Nihal. Sorry, that, I, I ruined it. You can't Who? go. Through. Nihal. Who? <laughs> her name's Nihal. I don't know her. You do not. Like I said.
0: She's an, an invention.
1: She's a straw a straw woman I invented to describe the color of my house. Yeah, I don't know what I would do with my bucks. I'd probably like wait to make any big decisions. I mean I'd probably like put a bunch in some sort of fun for my daughter so she would be like have college money, I guess. I don't know. But I always present kids with a bunch of money when they like turn eighteen, you know. You always do? Well generally I should say, not always. Who who who's not like generally a little bit turned off by trust fund kids. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, right. Yeah. You don't want to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, if you can like do what you I'll want to do you with to your life it. and not
1: have to struggle, but then I feel like you should have to struggle. That's sure. like where you get your character and struggle your like that, point sure. of view and everything. You know? So I don't know what I would do with the money.
0: Dad struggled.
1: Um... Probably get some new kitchen tools. I've been struggling to make my own hot sauce because I don't have a very good food processor. Oh, I was going to bring you the food hot sauce I made to get your take on it, but oh, it's not me. like I've.
0: It's never just given too, you chunky. Hot sauce. It's too
1: chunky. It's too chunky. Too chunky. I wanted to just have a smooth hot sauce. Well, I think the A blender
0: is better for that than a food processor. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, blender okay. will get it finer than a food processor will. It's good to know. Yeah. Oh. You I'll, can use your blender.
1: I can pour it into Do you a, blender. Have a blender. I just got a new blender. What'd you get? Um, the less, I went to Wirecutter and they were like, get this blender. And it was, was like it $400. Vitamins? And I was like, I'm not spending $400. Nice. So I got the next expensive
0: one. Roman. Yes,
2: sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. You I think forward. we're ready to order. Oh, you, are you ready now? Yeah, yeah. You, you might feel hungry now, huh? I think so. Okay.
0: But, uh, uh, I'll mic him up. David's not doing a very good job, so I don't to have to get, <laughs>
2: get that. <laughs> okay, what are you having for you, sir? The Riviera. The Riviera sandwich? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you know anything about the name of the sandwich? The origins of it?
2: I don't know. I just know the name, but I don't know what it's come mm-hmm. from. Is it good? It is excellent. Okay. You like fries on your sandwich?
1: Yeah, I think we want fries.
2: Great. That one comes I know. It, right? That one's come from French. <laughs> 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 okay. What about for you, sir? Actually, are we just going to split that, though, right? Yeah, we'll split yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's okay. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you very much. So yeah. With a pickle.
1: Yeah. How's everything going with you, Roman?
2: So far, okay. Yeah? Good, yeah. No complaint. <laughs> That's good. No that complaint? Nobody hear us, huh? Right? <laughs> yeah, thank you very much.
1: okay? <laughs> In the words of my Grandma Faye, I'm not complaining, I'm explaining. <laughs> this my.
0: Uh, put that on some needle point. And hang it uh, in your wall in your million-dollar yeah. home. Trust me. Shout out Baby. to Grandma
1: Faye, who I will be thinking of. I have been thinking of this week because it's Passover. Really? My Jewish oh. grandmother. Went to a, I went to a seder last night, and we're having a seder at our house tomorrow. Which sadly, you are not going to be out, out of
0: town. I know. You didn't consult me in the planning, in the early planning stages. Plus, typically people have the seder on Passover.
1: This is an atypical seder.
0: Well, I'm sorry that I'm going to miss it.
1: I can't remember why we didn't have it on the first ride. I think I had to do something or be somewhere.
0: I'll explain the horseradish wherever I am. Great. What's the significance of the horseradish? Bitter herb. Horseradish isn't an herb.
1: Um. Oh, that's right. I can never remember the uh, (laughs) the things that happen. On. uh,
0: Good thing this is a food podcast.
1: I think it's just to remind us of the well we eat bitter herbs on Passover to remind us of our enslavement and the like hardships that we went through as a people. And then the salt water parsley is our the bitter tears of our ancestors who were also enslaved. It's just like the whole holiday is basically like an acknowledgment of hardship and and our deliverance from that hardship.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you think about I did see a funny.
1: I did see a funny tweet that was like, "Imagine one time you made some fucked up bread, and then, for hundreds of years, there was just like a big festival where all you did was talk about that fucked up bread you made that one time."
0: The unleavened <laughs> the, bread, the
1: But yeah, I know. I think about my. Jewish side of the family. Are you going to hide the,
0: the, the Afikoman? We are. There's going to be a
1: bunch of kids at this thing which I'm very excited about.
0: The Christmas pickle of Passover. I've totally
1: like transitioned into this point in my life where like the parties that I have the most fun at now are the ones where there's lots of kids running around. Like those are the more fun parties to me than the ones where it's just like a bunch of grown-ups. Adults just like
0: standing around smoking.
1: Drinking and talking. And Whatever. But no, part of, kids part, parties with kids. Well, well, I mean, that's it well, was like I mean, adults and adults drinking type But then also I mean, like there's a, bunch a of party kids at around. your
0: house, it's both.
1: Yeah, and that's what there's I. There's always
0: at least one kid running around. Yeah,
1: but this one there'll be at least five kids running around.
0: I knew he'd go for it, folks. I knew that he'd take the bait.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. classic Weinberg slurp. <laughs>
1: It wouldn't be an episode of the Astro if I didn't. Nope. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Again?
0: That's good coffee. We'd like to thank our new ASMR-related listenership that just joined.
1: Yeah, this is a crossover episode with...
0: The ASMR Federation, Federation, official podcast, yeah, official podcast of USA. They do good stuff. End of Segment. sponsorship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gotta say, I'm disappointed that I didn't get to see the full-on crazy beard that I thought I was gonna get to see. Because I, I haven't seen you in a while. Trimmed my beard. And you had this crazy-looking beard that I've been seeing on Instagram, and I was excited to you see been it. You've seen my then...
0: beard on Instagram.
1: Yes, and then you just showed up. I do put had my like beard on
0: Instagram. Have other people been putting my
1: beard yeah, on? Yeah, you to went me. to this um, journey into the woods to learn about fermenting, and That's you true. had this crazy-looking beard. I
0: did, yeah. I did. And
1: I was like, oh, Richard's in the woods, you know, on a journey. The American and Outback. And I can't wait to hear all about it.
0: Well, it was a good one.
1: Are you going to tell us about it?
0: I don't know. Would you like to ask me a question?
1: What were you doing in the woods with a bunch of hippies and mold?
0: <laughs> I was learning about fermentation from the foremost authority and exponent of fermented things in probably the world. Really? Certainly in the English Sounds language. Sounds a
1: little, little amero to assume that...
0: Amero-centric. <laughs> <laughs> Will you define that?
1: It's just like thinking that the American who does it best is the oh, best ameri- in the world. Oh, ameri centric well, It's not Eurocentric, it's like... What would the, correct me, Mr. Language? <laughs> what should I, what, the correct term?
0: Correct me, Mr. Language. Uh, <laughs> Astro fans, please make a t-shirt that says, correct <laughs> me, Mr. Language. That should be our first official swag. By the way, it's, it's almost been a year, not quite. It's getting there, though. To where we were gonna take over, uh, do a live thing at Third Coast, and you wanted to—I remember you wanted to print business cards.
1: Mm-hmm. I wanted to print business cards. Yeah. Wow, that's such a reversal of
0: norms. Oh, so that's gone. Okay, so you don't want I, business cards. I do, the but anymore. I'm surprised
1: that I, because you're—you're the one known for their business cards. That's your thing. So it's funny that I maybe brought this it up.
0: project hasn't <laughs> reached business card level yet. You know. Uh, Maybe I need you to come correct with well, a little bit of realness.
1: You're the business card guru. So, show me I some I of your, your
0: reporting. You know, secrets.
1: Set the level. Direct ask it. the questions. So what the fuck else? One so channel. To, <laughs> just like, I can't get this through you
0: goddamn head.
1: <laughs> Go on. Business cards. What were you saying? Talking about the pickle journey. The this guy can't even keep it on
0: track. <laughs> just like, what is, I don't know how you make the stories. A uh, pickle journey. The oh, fantastical right. forage into the. So they are out there uh, up on a mountain in the middle of nowhere in in Tennessee, off the grid, which yeah. means yeah, uh, no electricity. Well, there was a solar uh, solar panel um, supplying some limited electricity, but you know, we never really had any trouble with it. But we were all camping on this property that there used to be a cabin there. It's like an 1820s era cabin that um, Sandor Katz has like built like like a kind of a structure around like there's there's the you can see the old walls in the hearth of of the 1820s cabin like in his kitchen or living room which downstairs there's only it's basically a big kitchen and a big living room and then a porch all the way around it and then there's like a loft above where he works and sleeps um and so there's not much to the structure but even that structure used to be a lot less or i don't know what the walls were but you can see Sounds at least rustic some of the walls yeah very rustic and um outhouse camping chopping wood there's a garden you know that he eats out of and is um, he living
1: entirely off the land out there?
0: well when he has these workshops these fermentation residencies which happen he twice a year he makes people bring
1: him a bunch of food so he doesn't have to go to yeah, the grocery he's store like,
0: yeah while you're flying from <laughs> could you yeah, bring stop by the Whole Foods <laughs> and uh, no people did bring like so he had basically like kind of a thank you Roman
1: you going to see the new Avengers movie? You going to see the new Avengers movie?
2: No, no, no. I don't know, but I think so soon. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I think so. Another two weeks, we know. Yeah. We'll find another one. Okay. Yeah.
0: Don't assume that Roman's not going to see <laughs> no, the Avengers I mean, movie. I mean, I mean, that would be a mistake.
2: David? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's more of uh, David's interviewing. Go on. On tape. Uh.
1: So Miss, a bunch of people bring Mr. a bunch Lang. of hams. Please refer to me <laughs> as Mr. Language when you so, ask me
0: a question. Uh,
1: so, so
0: <laughs> yeah, he gets a bunch of people eats, to bring him some canned beans, hams. One of the categories of food that are fermented.
1: Does he eat meat, Sandor?
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. he eats everything. But um, no, you, I mean you walk in and it's like there's a lot of grains on the shelves and then a bunch of crocs with various ferments in them and he has some ferments in the basement and he has a garden that we did eat out of the garden but since there were uh 13 of us total who were visiting and staying on the property usually i think he just has one roommate and he also travels a lot because he's like teaching and doing lectures or whatever all over the place
1: who manages all the crocs when he's away does he have like a
0: well, he does have a roommate who was out of town suspiciously, mm. probably left town to kind of make room for all of us because we're just standing in the kitchen, like working on stuff all day long. Um, and so I imagine that that person does or one of the other people who he knows in the mm. in the area. Um, but yeah, like just a bunch of we, we made a bunch of cool stuff. We started, what did you make? What was like the coolest made, thing you made? Well, I was really excited to learn about koji. Because I would think about um, I'd actually think put about my application it, to this fermentation residency.
1: Because it takes a long time to ferment stuff, so how do you...
0: Well, all different times, you know, like... Right. I don't know what koji is. So, so koji is something... It, it's, when you say koji, it describes a fungus that grows on grains, basically.
1: Like um, Weedle koche?
0: Yes. I mean, I don't know enough about the science to say how... Similar it is, but, like, in a way it's similar, yeah. But Koji is specifically... So Koji is... You know
1: who would know Michael Pollan?
0: Yes, he would. Uh, So would Sandor Katz. Um, But he's not here, and neither is (laughs) Michael. Just Mr. Language over here. Um, But uh, Koji is... When you start Koji... For example, if you start Koji on rice, that's how you start making sake. Oh, really? Yes, and amazake. And if you start Koji on soybeans... That's how you start soy sauce. Oh. Soy sauce is is soybean, is so the substrate, which is the thing the, the fungus grows on.
1: So are you gonna make sake?
0: Yeah, we, we made some together. I mean, we started the process, so I might try to do it again. Basically, he sake gets a bunch of people to help using. him start a bunch of stuff, and then you yeah. leave and he gets to Yeah, eat exactly, <laughs> and he does it once a year, so that's like the life of the firm. Brilliant. No, Brilliant, So we drank some sake that he had started like a couple months before, and we drank- How was it? It was good. Um, I, yes, so we made various kinds, of, three different kinds of koji. We made yogurt, we made various breads. Uh, yeah, we worked a lot with grains, we did a bunch of beverages. We made sweet potato fly, kvass, water kefir, uh, mead.
1: What's water kefir? Uh,
0: it's basically, it's, it's like a fermented um, kefir. Uh, but, but made it, from yogurt? No, uh, well, so.
1: How do you ferment water?
0: Uh, you, you're just like, you have these like kefir grains and you just put ah. water over it, and people call it water kefir. Thank you. Ah, thank you. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Thank you. This looks great.
2: I'm gonna, I don't know about you, but I feel bite. like
1: I'm on the Riviera.
2: Well,
0: Riverside Drive is the Riviera of. Uh, this side of Los Angeles.
1: That is unquestionably true,
0: Mister Language. So yeah, it was a great time, and we we started all these different. What else did we make? Um, friends. You make friends. Oh yeah, great people, great group. Ferment some new relationships. Yeah, I mean because like I think a lot of people who are into fermentation to one extent or another are like looking for more community. Um, cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Thank you. And so people came from all over. A woman came from Belgium. You can't put your mic down. I gotta eat. I, didn't, I forgot my. St- you just need one hand. All
1: right. I, um, I pulled a Richard today. I pulled a Mr. Language today, and I left the adapter. I brought the mic stand, but the adapter that allows this microphone to connect to the stand I'd left at home, so. I'm holding the mic today.
0: It happens even to the best of us. even Even to those of us who teach transom workshops.
1: (laughs) When you're recording a chat show in a diner, always remember the adapter. (laughs) I'll just have like a checklist of things and that'll be on there.
0: Yeah. Completely arbitrarily. Fries are fresh. I think what we do transcends chat show. He's nodding, folks. It's okay. Miss the language.
1: I need cheese.
0: The sandwich. Yeah. That'd be cool if they...
1: American cheese would be good.
0: You don't think cheddar?
2: No. Mm.
0: One thing that's happened since we started doing this show is I've gotten into American cheese. I never was before.
1: It's so good. You think it's a classist thing?
0: No. Okay. What do you mean?
1: Well, I feel like a lot of people look down on American cheese.
2: I mean, I don't look down
0: on it. I would eat it in the context of many burgers I've liked, probably. but And I guess that's the only thing that I've ever used it for at home. But I guess over the past year, I've just gotten into making this, like, certain kind of burger, and it requires American cheese. Yeah, and you made some. Uh-huh. I'm always there for last-minute text, burger, help. You're a big help. Thank you.
1: I wouldn't have sliced the onion so thin had I not gone to that, rec- that Oklahoma dude's to what site you recommended.
0: George Moths, or I think it's Moats, but he's he not was, he an was Oklahoma like, dude, he's an authority on all burgers, oh. in Amer- it, like, and he's a burger historian.
1: Yeah, and he was like, Mandolin the Onions, and I was like, I'm like yeah. Mandolin the Onions. When I so did. you
0: followed his Oklahoma burger process?
1: I did. The only problem I had, so for those of you who don't know what an Oklahoma onion smash burger, I don't know what mm-hmm. it's
0: called,
1: yeah. take very, very thin patties, which is my favorite way to eat a burger. It's like yeah. the thinner the patty, the better, in my yeah. opinion and then you well, put it on the griddle burger, with a lot of oil or butter. Then you put onions on top of it. You smash the onions into the burger, and then you flip it and then put the cheese on top. But you have to smash it super hard and super thin, and all my full, all my spatulas are really flimsy. They're all plastic or rubber. So, and the one metal spatula I have is, like, still pretty tensile. What's the word? Mr. Language, is it?
0: It's pretty good, Mr. Language yourself.
1: Thank you. So... I couldn't get them thin enough. So typically you would do two super thin patties on a burger, but I just did one because I couldn't get them as thin as I would have okay. liked. But other than that, they were great.
0: So it's not properly an Oklahoma onion smash no, it was, roadside.
1: Uh, Highland Park, Op- Oklahoma smash. Highland Park smash.
0: Oh, yeah, the whole smash burger thing is, is huge. But that's a really... Check out George Mote's M-O-T-Z and Oklahoma burger. That's what I've been making most of the last year or whenever I started doing it but having the right thing to smash with is is key Uh, that was I mean I'm pretty sure that he makes like a spatula specifically for that that is like branded and he sells
1: well one I read I've read a couple other people who make them and they recommended a it's called a grill press I think
0: Something like a almost like a bacon weight, I think. Uh Uh-huh.
1: that kind of thing, which would be good.
0: With the little ridge and there's like two.
1: uh, And then it just looks like a trowel that you wouldn't like do some network with. But it has like holes
0: in it where like the steam has holes, right? Oh, really? It doesn't. I mean, you don't need holes.
1: I guess if you're gonna leave it on, you need holes, right? Yes. Otherwise, what happens?
0: I just use a plate. Mm. I use a small heavy plate, and I wear a glove when I do it safety first an oven mitt
1: with a hole in it no throwback
0: good one it's for the fans <laughs> great sandwich
1: Yeah, I not about great but Astro great <laughs> in the context of the Astro
0: it's totally great <laughs> Well, folks, we're eating a sound of happiness right now. So, yeah, I had a great time in Tennessee. I met amazing people. People came from Maine, Belgium, California, Ohio, Minnesota. No one was from even remotely close to the area. So, what do you got
1: fermenting these days
0: right now? Well, since I got home, I've made the yogurt from the culture that I got from Sandor. I've made 100% rye bread that from a starter I got from him. I made beet kvass, which I'm going to totally keep making all the time, which I had made before, but... Is it gluten-free? Yeah, yeah.
1: Interesting. Because I love kvass, and being married to a Russian, I would love to get it and share it with her, but she doesn't eat so gluten. So easy. So I'll make some beet kvass. you know. got to hook me up with that recipe.
0: So just peel a beet, cube it up, I I put some uh, minced garlic and ginger in with it as well. I use golden beets. Fill it up in a you know glass jar like like a third or half the way. Put salt on it, cover that with water, and let it ferment on the counter for a few days until it like tastes good. And you you'll, you'll get some. I added a little bit of I had fermented some long beans um, in like a brine, mm. and I added a little bit of that because I knew it might be active and um yeah like i had this old bottle of wine that i've been meaning to make vinegar from so i started some new vinegar um the yogurt turned out really well yogurt was one of the more exciting things we talked about because all commercial yogurt in the united states is one of two strains of bacterium wow that this microbiologist like a hundred years ago like isolated these two strains and it became i don't know what the history of the regulation of it is exactly but anyway if you start making yogurt all you need you know as with a lot of ferments all you need to to do it is is a little bit of yogurt or like the active ferment so sandor was talking about how he just followed a technique from the joy of cooking and he had successfully made which is not in the recent editions he has one from like the 50s or something like that but so he had successfully made yogurt from, you know, starting it with some yogurt that he had gotten in the store, like Dan and yogurt or whatever. And he said that the first time you would make it, it would always be very good, and the second time it wouldn't be as good, and the third time it wasn't recognizable as yogurt. And the reason is because these two strains of, of uh, culture, they cannot, like, defend themselves against all the other bacteria that's, like, in the air and in the environment the way that in, what they call imperial yogurt the microbiologist of uh, like a hundred years ago would, uh, you know, the, the yogurt that has like been in Romania for hundreds of years or whatever has like an innumerable amount of strains of bacteria. And so together they like have this like way to defend themselves and like kind of join forces and, uh, but we've isolated them. It's kind of like with the story with every like monocultures in general mm-hmm. and like, um, so I got some of his yogurt, um, which is from a canisterie in New York called Yona um that's like been there for 120 years or something like that. And I made some yogurt uh, from that, and it was just great. And I'm excited to be making yogurt at home because I eat a ton of yogurt, and I've never made yogurt at home.
1: Me um, either. And I also eat a fair amount. But of I did
0: jury rig a uh, a cooler. You want yogurt to be. Like between, um, hey Roman, thank you very much.
2: It'll warm it up.
0: Oh, perfect, thank you.
2: Excellent.
0: Good. You want it to be like 115 as it's uh, 115 incubating. Degrees? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a tricky temperature to achieve in an environment. So I, I used like a, a drinks cooler that uh, like a you know cylindrical shape and I was only making, I only only took a little bit of starter, you know, in like a little Ziploc bag. I had like a a teaspoon or something like that. And Sandra said that would make about a quart of yogurt. So um, it was tricky though. I had to use hot water to like keep filling it. And the drinks dispenser, like, I guess it wasn't totally sealed or something. Although if you like, turned it over, the water wouldn't leak out. So, and it was quite small, but it just wouldn't maintain temperature. So you have Mm. to keep watching it and like adding hot water to like keep the temperature right. So it wants to be at that temperature for like an uncertain amount of time, but it didn't set. It wasn't quite as thick as I would like. Mm. You also, before you do that, if anyone's following this recipe at home, you take milk and um, you bring it up to 180 degrees on the stovetop and then you let it cool to just below 120 degrees and then you start incubating it Uh. for a non-specific amount of hours. And the reason you do that is many, but um, one of them is that supposedly, like that's not a raw yogurt, like other people are into raw yogurt. Sandor Katz does not like raw yogurt because he likes the thickness of it. and that's what that's supposed to to help achieve that that thickness. But mine was a little curdsy, you know. Like it's probably just because the temperature was kind of all yeah. over the place. But it was quite tasty, and um, now I want to make a whole bunch more. So I did that. You know, I'm always fermenting things. You know this. Yeah. So, but I got some koji starters. Ordered them from the online resource that was recommended to me, and I'm really excited to make. You know the hot sauce that I made this year is like super spicy.
1: I wouldn't, because you never gave me any.
0: Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Shut up, Mr. Language.
1: I have the old one in the squat bottle, but I never got the okay, latest batch. Well,
0: this year it was, which I like, assume was intentional. Mostly habaneros, and, and I'm and it was, highly like, offended. Super spicy, and I had added at Sandor's recommendation when we spoke on the phone like a few months ago, sweet potatoes to kind of like cut down the heat, and also mangoes, and then I got some makrut lime leaves from your tree and I made like a sweet vinegar I don't know probably not um, and <laughs> I had added that to like add some sweetness and some acid but still just like mostly it's super that habanero like spice you know it's like overwhelming beautiful red color but Sandor showed us this ferment that um, he had only gotten turned on to like in the last year which is crazy because he's done all this research and been doing it for 35 years or whatever but he had gone to China with Mara, this wonderful lady who was helping him teach um, the residency, uh, who had done the residency before. She's great. Check out her company, Ozuke, which is a fermentation company in Boulder, Colorado. But uh, they had gone to China together, and she's from Hong Kong, and um, they had discovered this ferment that was a fava bean koji ferment mixed with a chili pepper ferment, and then fermented together. And it's called dobanjong and like you can get it like one year two year three year and like up to like seven or eight years and like the spice kind of mellows and like the flavor is supposedly like deepens as you know it ages but so I have this huge thing of fermented habanero hot sauce and now I want to do the fava bean koji and ferment that you're supposed to do 100 days on the fava bean you make the koji, which is just like a several day process or a couple day process. Then you ferment and make that into a, uh, you put that in a brine and you ferment that for hundred days. Ferment the chilies for hundred days separately and then ferment them together for like a year, two years, seven years, whatever. Whoa. So that's what I want to do with that because it's so spicy, but then the fava beans will like cut that down. It's kind of like, you know, if you go to Korean barbecue and you get the like, uh, like you'll get like a fermented like soybean paste, which I love that. Yeah. So it kind of had like that, type of consistency and like flavor sounds great yeah the bean ferments the whole grain thing was, was pretty mind blowing because like it's a really interesting idea like when you think of fermenting you think well what is fermentation it's like to preserve things it's like a canning or whatever it's another way of preserving sure. things and that's true but with grains that's never true Cause grains just dry and preserve themselves and they can just sit on the shelf forever. It's just flavor. So when you, it's flavor, but it's also bringing out these like health benefits, like growing these molds and stuff that have their own like, uh, like live culture, uh, probiotic benefits and flavor. Mm. Like Koji, it's like, it's great. Like soy sauce and sake. And like, like those things would not exist without this this mold that grows on rice and beans and stuff like that. And it's so good. And that's the most flavorful stuff in the world. Umami. Yeah. So I'm excited to try the... but Koji is a little bit... Koji, like you're growing it, it's like between 80 and 90 degrees. That's hot. So he had like an old he had a refrigerator that he had gotten from somewhere that he kind of jury rigs and there are different ways people do it like maybe inside your microwave there's like a warm light and you know if you close the door in the right way it'll maintain that temperature or stuff like that but it's a little too it's cooler than like you know or if you have an oven light or something like that that you could leave on maybe your oven will stay that temperature but koji is difficult because you like start it you and then you have to, like, really watch it. You have to aerate it, and you're watching for sporulation, all this nerdy stuff. Like, yeah, but it
1: sounds you, labor-intensive. And you
0: have to, like, rake it, like, to aerate it, because it's, like, it gets... It wants to be, like, kind of humid, but also, like, not wet, and it wants to be, like, warm, but not that warm, and, like, the surface needs to be exposed to air, but not totally, and it, like, kind of, like, heats itself up, so you have to, like, move it around because some things are I, hotter and colder. I, don't
1: think I could. Do that. I
0: mean, yeah, I know. It's it's gonna be next level for me. I mean, the thing I
1: love about making pickles is you just like set it and forget it.
0: Yeah, just put put it in the brine. And then I l- but that was kinda next level. And I don't do a lot with bread, you know, so like that was cool to see you know, it's just cool to see these things hands on and to do them yourself. But mostly I'm I'm looking forward to trying the Koji stuff and uh, and doing some like alcohol or, you know, kind of like liquid ferments that I haven't done before like sweet potato fly. It was super easy. The kvass is, like, jamming in my house.
1: I'm going to make some beet kvass. It's so
0: easy. And if you want to, after a few days ferment, you'll see it active. And then you can move it to, if you want to, you can try to carbonate it. Or, you know, capture the carbonation, that is. But if you do that, just, like, like he always used, um, like, old like you Seltzer know two models. liter like plastic oh. Oh. well because if it explodes it's like low stakes it'll just right. like get messy versus like turn like if you have it in glass it's like a bomb yeah. yeah but another thing that he showed us which kind of blew my mind is like with two-piece caps like i'm always worried about a lot of things with two-piece caps what's oh, like a two-piece cap you know like a mason jar lid. oh yeah, yeah yeah so like i'm always worried about trapping and bad bacteria and all this stuff but He was like, look, I've only ever seen these things just kind of, like, dent themselves. Like, don't worry about it too much. And, like, you know, if you have, like, sourdough starter in there or whatever, like, it'll just kind of explode out of there. And so it was nice to see that that's, like, not a concern mostly. But with kvass, what I normally do, what I've been doing the past couple days, is, like, I'll, like, shake it up just because I think that's good to do. And, um and then just burp it, just, like, open the lid so that you can hear the gas explode. And are then,
1: you doing it in a mason jar with a two-part pe- two lid? I'm
0: doing it in, like, quart jars, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I I just got, like, two big beats, and those are, like, it's, like, four quarts of kvass you can make from that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So it's been an exciting week of applying, you know, my... I'm just trying to, like absorb it and, like, work through it so I can maintain some of it, especially koji. Like, I'm going out of town this weekend, but next week, hopefully I'll get to the koji, because I've, like, I bought some dried favas, but you have to, like, you know, boil them, take the skins off, and, like, you know, and then you, like, wrap them in, like, a clean linen blanket. He had these, like, cedar trays that he would use that he, like, built, you know, to put into the fridge, and I'm excited to try those, and hopefully I'll, I'm sure there'll be some missteps along the way, you know, like, that's... That's life. That's life. But I, you know, so maybe the like, I make this hot sauce once a year, but maybe for, like, the next, like, eight years, I'll, like, give you the same hot
1: sauce, so Still you know? waiting on the current batch, so...
0: Yeah, no, you should have it. It's not my best, because the... I mean, I love super from spicy. Last year Someone was actually. super flavorful, because they yeah. had all these great... Plums. Like the persimmons came or persimmons, through. The persimmons, right, not plums. And it was, like, Fresnos and, like, jalapenos and serranos, mostly. So, like, it's just better for, like, flavor, you know? Yeah. With ha- habanero's just, like, so overwhelming, you know? Yeah. But maybe I'll just, like, give that out, like every year for like the next seven years and have it change every year could be cool
1: yeah for people who are not
0: afraid everyone's so like afraid of you know like leaving things out
1: yeah everyone thinks they're gonna get some weird botulism and die
0: but it's just you know refrigeration didn't exist until like a hundred years ago or not even you know so
1: get over it
0: get over it but I'm excited about what I've been doing sounds exciting And I'm going to make a little app of Richard's Famous about it, I hope.
1: I hope so, too.
0: We'll see. I'll I'll need you to take my script and put it into a Google document and put a couple notes on it eventually. I can't wait. That's not true.
1: I love working on Richard's Famous. Talk to you. Yeah, it's fun.
0: Well... I'm excited to collab on something.
1: Yeah, we gotta start. Uh, we gotta start a Google Doc with some ideas.
0: <laughs> Is that what we have to do?
1: Yeah, that's all. Good things start with a Google Doc.
0: Why don't we just do it like this? Well, what kind of quest do you want to go on? Like men. What's some like? Well, why, why were you thinking we have to go on a quest?
1: It just feels right to me. <laughs> it feels like the thing to do. I don't know. You got a better idea? No.
0: This is you pitching me while looking at your phone. David gets um all of his emails on push alert, so you can just look at the screen of his phone and like Well
1: I'm on deadline, so That's where I just gotta make sure.
0: What are you working on? Something exciting?
1: No. No, not at all exciting. It's a daily spot. Oh, how do you feel about that? Uh not good. Like, I hate doing spots. Why? Because they're no fun. And they're a distraction from the work I want to be doing. Which is? Working on season two of Welcome to L.A.
0: The collab.
1: Yeah, going on quests, being in movies, writing about my friendships. So one episode's
0: going to be about the movie. One Uh episode's going to be about our quest. Uh Uh-huh. Anything else in the hopper?
1: Yeah, I'm doing an episode about... Friday nights in L.A., which I've talked about before on the show, doing an episode about a, a friendship of mine that I've had since I was in high school. And Danny, you talked about that on the show, yeah, too, right? Yeah, Danny. Um,
0: wow, this, this podcast is like show notes for Welcome to L.A. Nick White, that was for you.
1: I'm going to do a, an episode about this recording that a friend of mine made at a party. It involves a very loud scream and the sound of breaking glass. Intrigued yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I and i started to do a little bit of reporting all right, I, on all done. this stuff. I'm and done
0: with that. Why did you decide to put out a random tape last week? <laughs> that's,
1: that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I think part of it is like being frustrated at not putting anything out, you know, and then.
0: Yep. Well, so something, something's going to come out. But something's going to come out this week, and welcome yet. to
1: LA Feed. I'm I'm using my feed to promote the new season of Lost Notes, which starts today. Go listen to Lost Notes; it's really oh, yeah. great. I saw that. And so they were like, "Hey, will you promote this LA-ish story in your feed?" And I was like, "Happy to." But like, I got really excited. Like, I went up into the attic, and like when I track for Welcome to LA, usually I like to like pour a little whiskey or scotch, and the light like the Christmas lights, and there's like I get into this like zone to track, and I was like back in that zone again. And it was just like me being like, "Hey, check out this other podcast." But I was just like really excited, and then. So you're
0: like, how do
1: I? I was like, oh, I want to, you know, and then and then I've been going space. through all this old tape for this episode about my friendship with Danny. Um, I've been all these old mini disc recordings I made, and I came across this Sorry. phone conversation with a woman I had dated for a while, and it's it's a good piece of tape. And and Nick was She's like, so
0: mad at you. Nick
1: was like, you should just put that out as an episode of Random Tape. And I was like, yeah, I should. You know, like why not? And I did, and it felt good. And then uh, I got some love on the internet from a few um, fans. People just, I don't know. Mr.
0: Language among them. Well, yeah.
1: But then some somebody who Boy, I don't means actually know. Well, nothing to you. I, I, okay, okay. Well, it means less than strangers. Do you know what I mean?
0: Really? Yeah. I feel the
1: opposite. Really? You're not yeah. like, holy shit, this person I don't have never met is listening to something I made? That's so cool.
0: No, th- I, that is so cool, yes. And I, I value that. But it, I think it means more to me when someone I... Respect and admire says something to me about something I do.
1: I don't know. I feel like there's some in some ways it's like your friends are sort of obligated to say nice things about what you make, and so it well, feels that's less. <laughs> I didn't know
0: that's why they did that.
1: <laughs> well, not actual, but you know what I mean. Like people say things all the time to their friends that are like, "Oh yeah, I heard it. it was great." Well, you know what I mean? Maybe not
0: friend, but like someone well, I know. Whatever. But they felt or good to put it out. And then, but
1: then I was like, okay, am I back in this? You know. Am I back in the random tape game, and it's like, well, I don't have to be. I can put out an episode yeah, every three and a half years if I want. But it did get me thinking, like, okay, well. Sh-
0: My dream is to get on random tape. I've pitched you several things.
1: Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh well, I'm back on. And so production's I, back I on. I remember so I pitched you because pitch? I came across
0: it recently. Um, this like one minute exchange that I had with this mango farmer in India, which is just like total oh. like lost in translation hilarious like
1: i I, I remember getting this feeling that i get a lot of times when people send me random tape pitches it's like i don't get it
0: i'm gonna play it right now okay
1: (laughs) but yeah i know so that felt good to put that out and i'm thinking a lot about
0: this is what i pitched that you you wrote me back and you you told me why it didn't work for you but here it is we're here on your farm and uh i want to hear from you what makes the fruit that you grow so special
2: Speciality of fruit is just aroma and taste. Why is the
0: Alfonso called the king of mangoes?
1: Isn't the speaker at the bottom of the phone?
0: Probably due to aroma and taste only. Sure? But what is it about its taste that is special? People all over the world have heard of the Alfonso. They love it because it tastes good. Why is that? Can you describe the taste? Can you describe what makes
2: the Alfonso good? It is so good. It is beyond describing. What are some words
0: that you would use when w- when you when you bite into the fruit? What does it taste like? So, we're here on your farm. That's it. That's now it's looping.
1: I mean, what's great about that is the video. He's exactly. just yeah. like he's like staring at you straight face like, "What?"
0: He's just not gonna crack.
1: I mean, but it's, it's kind just, of a wonderful moment. Yeah, it is, but it's more of a wonderful moment on film. I don't know.
0: Keep well, pitching, the, buddy. Keep pitching. I'd I, <laughs> love to other, have you on random tape. I pitched tape. other ones, too. I can't remember what else, but I've pitched other ones. Um, I got, one of the things I got in Tennessee that I think is gonna be the opening of my, my ep that I'm doing for Richard's Famous, I think could be a random tape. It's like a little one minute uh, cool. thing, yeah.
1: Let's get back on, yeah, let me get back on it. I was like looking at the stats for random tape. How are they? I think 40 people listened to the latest episode, which is pretty good for something that didn't come out for the last three years. I only listened
0: four times. <laughs> One tenth of that.
1: The most listened to episode ever is like 4,000 people.
0: It's good. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't make millions. <laughs> like
1: 4,000 people listen <laughs> to this, that's amazing.
0: Oh, that is a lot. It's a, good it is. it's a good feeling when people listen to the work. Look, folks, thanks for listening to this. We done? Yeah, we're pretty much done.
1: Alright. Let's do this again sometime. Soon. Don't go anywhere.
0: You stop going places.
1: Alright. I'm actually gonna be out of town for much of May and June, but at the end.
0: Is that where you, are you shooting the movie somewhere else?
1: Yeah, New York and Colorado.
0: Are you taking time off work or?
1: It's for work. I'm reporting on being in a movie.
0: That's so. I cannot believe you. And people think I have it good.
1: You do have it good.
0: People don't think I have it (laughs) good.
1: It could be better. People don't know. I'm saying it could be better. I I
0: got them guessing. All right, you have 30 seconds left.
1: Um. everyone go see the new avengers movie
0: what? <laughs> okay wow
1: let's just let the tape breathe you know can we get an ice drop